I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 166. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. This week's song by Hilary Scott is hard for me to do. Even the title, it aptly describes the song, but it makes me take a deep breath. Still. (laughs) The song calls us to be still and trust God. Why is that so hard? Let's talk about that as we explore scripture too. But first, let's listen. You're parting waters, making a One of my favorite psalms is Psalm 46, and I'm led back to this psalm today because of verse 10 that says, Be still and know that I am God. Here's the thing. I am not very good at being still. I have a constant list running through my head. If I have a spare moment... (laughs) What are those? Uh, I'm filling it with something. And then you add in the time-sucking, brain-numbing practice of social media. Ugh, I am not good at being still. So as I launched into another extremely busy week, I knew I wanted to spend some time in Psalm 46, but I had no idea how exactly I was supposed to be still. And then there was the nagging question in my mind as to what Bible interaction tool exercise I could use to help bring some new perspective to you and be a good example for you to use as well. And so I landed on the Bible interaction tool exercise of reading God's word with others. Now I call these Bible interaction tool exercises Bites, B-I-T-E, because it's an acronym, of course, but because they help us take a bite out of scripture. And specifically, this week, I asked my 13-year-old daughter, Emily, to assist me in this exercise. But you could grab a spouse, a friend, a significant other, or if you're really bold, grab someone that you may want to share the gospel with. So I brewed some tea for each of us, and we snuggled into our comfortable chairs with our Bibles and read Psalm 46 together. 
And we actually used another bite of reading the text out loud. And I love that Bible interaction tool exercise, even when I'm alone. So sometimes I'll read it out loud just to slow me down and I can listen to the words. And um, I tend to speed read because I'm not good at being still. But it is especially helpful when you're looking at a section of scripture together, of course, for, for one person at least to read it out loud or to read it together. So here is some advice that I would like to give when using this bite. Number one, don't overthink it. I tried to make it comfortable and special with my daughter, but it could be just as easy at a coffee shop or at the kitchen table. The important thing is to read it together. So for that matter, it could even be over the phone or over Skype. So just don't overthink it. Bring a nice cup of tea was a nice thought, but if I didn't have that, um, it, it again, just don't overthink it. All right, number two, set aside your expectations. In this case, I'm a mother with her daughter. I'm older. I have been a Christian a lot longer. Now, luckily for me, my daughter is very honest. And I say lucky because uh, she doesn't just tell me what she thinks I want to hear. And I hope the same for your discussion. But I had to lay aside the expectation that this was going to, number one, be some sort of deep conversation about God's word. Um, I think we got some good stuff out of it. But Maybe as a mom, I, I would have, or or if I had visited with a friend, something different would have come out of it for sure. I had to lay aside the expectation that she feels the same way about God's word that I do. And I'm going to get, I'll get it into that a little bit. I had to lay aside the expectation that she was going to be thrilled and overjoyed at the process. More on that again later. And I had to lay aside the expected level of understanding and comprehension that I assumed she would have. Now, that's a lot of laying aside. and I know that. And I guess when I realized that I was going to have to lay some of these expectations aside, well, during the chat we had about Psalm 46. So talk about just-in-time knowledge, right? So if you could set aside your expectations ahead of time, then you'll be even more ahead of the game than I was. But I I did kind of feel myself um, having to go, okay, let's just go with this. This is, lay aside these expectations. Uh, so that was tip number two. Number one, don't overthink it. Number two, set aside your expectations. And number three, pray before you start. Full confession, we didn't do this, and I really regret it. You know, asking God to guide your conversation, asking him to bring clarity and wisdom to your discussion, and and just be present is so important. You should make it a habit to pray each time you encounter God's word, even when you're alone. So don't set that habit aside just because you're doing it with someone else. I'm challenging you. I know you can do this. Be bold. All you have to say is, before we get started, I'd like to pray and ask God to join us here today. And then the prayer can be as simple as, God, help us love your word, understand your word, and encourage one another in a deeper relationship with you today as we encounter your word. Amen. Of course, you don't write this down on note cards. <laughs> you don't have to go, oh, wait, let me go back to uh, minute chap- uh, six in the podcast and and write this down. But Use your own words and just invite God to be a part of the process. But make sure it's real. You don't want it to be some sort of Christian ease formality. God hates a show. All right. So uh, these are the tips. Don't overthink it. Set aside your expectation, expectations and then pray before you start. So get together. 
pray, and then jump in. Because this is a fairly short psalm. Emily went ahead and read it out loud first, all the way through. And then we talked about it section by section. So let's do that together. Uh, Verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he's brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Now, I'm not going to talk about exactly what Emily and I talked about because some parts of it were personal, but there were a few things that really struck me that I want to share with you as we go along. So I'm going to be the mama and tell you what I think these verses mean or what they bring out in me. But I want you to read Psalm 46 for yourself. And I want you to really ponder what jumps out at you. Don't let my words unduly influence what God may want to say to you himself. And by going over his word with others, by discussing it, you're going to be amazed at how it can change your perspective. Even with a scripture that you may be familiar with, as I am with Psalm 46, because it's one of my favorites, so I'm really familiar with it. By discussing it with Emily, different parts kind of jumped out at me because they jumped out at her differently. So let's just take it section by section. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way and the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Now, it hasn't been that long ago since I actually used Psalm 46 in the podcast. And so you may remember episode 128, The Eye of the Storm. And maybe because that's what I focused on in this episode, in that episode, I really couldn't move away from the trouble that is described here. You know, the scene that is being described in these first three verses, it's not a calm scene. The earth is giving way. The waters are foaming and crashing and swelling. And so Emily and I discussed how often we are still, uh, because we read the psalm all the way through, and she said, well, you know, right before I go to sleep. (laughs) And I admitted I have a hard time with being still. I told you that at the top of the episode. And we actually had a wonderful day together uh, over the weekend with some shopping and some eating and some working in the flower boxes, followed by some swimming and relaxing poolside in the sun. And I mentioned that I enjoyed being still with her, to which she replied, yeah, I like relaxing. And then it hit me. (laughs) This psalm is not about relaxing. Not one bit. We just read all 11 verses all the way through. It starts with the earth giving way and the waters swelling. It's accentuated by nations raging and kingdoms tottering. And then it's rounded out by the desolations on the earth and burning chariots. You know, this is anything but a poolside psalm. This is a reminder that in the midst of the chaos of life, that God is with us. And when I prodded Emily to tell me what a refuge was, she said it was a safe place. 
God is our safe place. The strength we seek in the midst of our troubles is found in him. He is present and he is a help. And because of all this, we will not fear. Let's move on to verse 4. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I pushed Emily a little on this because I knew the quote unquote right answer. And this is where you have to be careful. If in reading through scripture with someone else, if you are the one in the group that is more knowledgeable than they are, be careful that you don't make them feel inferior for not seeing what you do. If, on the other hand, the other person that you're reading with is more knowledgeable than you are, don't be so intimidated by their knowledge that you don't ask questions or present your own thoughts. And so I think you'll find there'll be a lot of grace for you as you have questions or thoughts um, to discuss it together. That's the whole point of doing it with someone else. But I do want to explain my perspective to you because it because it brings me such comfort to think about it this way. So the city of God mentioned here is probably Jerusalem. It could actually be referring to the new Jerusalem that is mentioned in Revelation with a river of life flowing through it. But I can't help but think of the holy habitation of God right now is the believer. And so I am a holy habitation of God. And in John chapter 4, Jesus refers to himself as a spring of living water welling up to eternal life. So yes, that makes me glad. Jesus brings life within me that wells up to eternal life. I am very glad about that. And I love that this scripture refers to the city as her. Sorry, gentlemen. I know most of scripture refers to mankind and uses male references. But in this instance, city is a her. And as God's official holy habitation here on earth, uh, it brings me comfort to know that God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. And we talked about that idea of not being moved just a few episodes ago. And since God will help her when the morning dawns, it reminds me of a prayer that I often pray. Lord, let it go better tomorrow. I'm laying my head down on this pillow tonight and my world is crumbling around me. Please tell me that tomorrow will be better. And as I wake up in the morning and watch the morning news over my cup of coffee and I see terrorism and presidents killing their own people with deadly gases and war and politics. And I remember the Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. Let's move on to verse 8. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Now this set of verses reminds me that God is is God. He is sovereign and he is in control and the earth seems spinning off its axis, but God is the one that makes war cease and has been doing so since the beginning of the world. And then comes our focus verse, be still and know that I am God. It may not seem like it, but I'm in control. Uh, What will be exalted? Will the trouble be exalted? Will uh, men be exalted? No, God will be exalted and the Lord of hosts is with us. 
When I asked Emily what this psalm was about, she said it was about God being our safe place. And when I look at it, I hear God saying, be still. All of this chaos doesn't mean that I am any less God or any less in control. Two different people, two different perspectives, one psalm. So I think you can begin to see the value in reading God's word together and discussing it. Now, at the beginning of the psalm, I asked Emily who she normally goes to when she's in trouble because it says God is our refuge. And her first response is that she's never in trouble. (laughs) You know, after a little more discussion, I realized that she was interpreting in trouble as consequences for doing something wrong. And she's right. She's rarely gets in trouble. She's a great kid. But when I explained further that trouble here could mean consequences for doing wrong or just your world falling apart, as described in the next verses, and at that, point, at that point, she candidly admitted that she goes to her friends. Now, as a mama, this is not the Sunday school answer I was looking for. <laughs> I wanted her to say, well, mom, you've taught me to bring my cares before my heavenly father. So I go there first. Then, of course, he's given me this tremendous gift of wonderful parents. And so then I come to you and dad. And then ultimately, you know, I have close relationships with my friends. So I eventually share my trouble with them as well. <laughs> That's what I wish she would have said. But the thing is, if I'm honest with myself, I don't always go to the Lord first either. And I often want to hear an an understanding voice on the other end to offer sympathy for my troubles. I know God is my safe place. I know he's my refuge and my help. And he's like God, not just the one who created the universe, but continues to hold it all together. And I pick up the phone and call my husband or text a friend before I bring my troubles to him. And when I asked why she would go to her friends instead of God, she said, because she can't see God and her friends are there to give her advice that she can hear. Again, I sucked in a quick breath thinking, oh, great, you're getting advice from other 13-year-olds. But once again, we do the same thing. As adults, we seek counsel from non-believers. We buy into the lie that God is somehow distant and not right here. Ultimately, the words on the page aren't really him to us. I asked Emily if she believed this verse. She said, yes, it's the Bible. It's true. Finally, an answer I was hoping for, right? (laughs) Remember what I said about expectations at the top of the episode. And just as I was sighing relief, a wave of sadness came over me because I realized that she believes God's word is true. But to some degree, it's still in her head. And then it dawned on me, that may be just where you are, sweet listener. It might just be in your head. You know it's true. It just doesn't seem to connect and be relevant to you. Uh, There's a lyric in our song that says, I rest my heart on all your promises. And my prayer for Emily and for you is that the truth of God's word will make its way from your head to your heart. And I pray that the river of life flowing within the habitation of the mighty God, I pray that that river of life will make you glad. And I pray that you will receive true comfort from this psalm, but that your heart will be open to God challenging your way of thinking. I pray that these words won't just stay on the page, but that they will infiltrate your very being and you will begin to see God himself. So what's next? Well, read scripture with a friend.
Don't forget to pray first. You could choose Psalm 46. Hopefully I've given you some things to think about. Psalm 62 is another good one that would go along with this song. It starts out by saying, For God alone my soul waits in silence. Then get together and discuss what you're reading. Highlight where you see characteristics of God. Discuss the relevance of scripture to your current situations. This may just become one of your favorite bites. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter at michellekneezat. Or my public page for Facebook is michellekneezat. And we can talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank the premier Christian music streaming service, TheOverflow.com, for featuring a 10-day series of devotions pointing their subscribers to this podcast, but more importantly, pointing them to God's Word through music. And I encourage you to check them out at TheOverflow.com. I also want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, Roger from the Philippines, Diane from Nevada, and Kathy from Tennessee, Welcome. New subscribers to my website will benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you will get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, your tablet, desktop, or you can even print it out. You'll get an email recap of the week's episode, and you'll get instant access to any of the resources that I create for my episodes from time to time. All of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. And then don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe in iTunes. It'll go right into your favorite podcast app uh, or Stitcher Radio if you have an Android device. And while you're there, please leave me a written review and star rating. This not only encourages me, but helps me stay visible to new listeners. As always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like 18 Jack Nicholas, who wrote, I really love more than a song. I enjoy listening to Michelle play a Christian song and then do a short Bible study using scripture that is relevant to the song played that day in the podcast. Thank you so much for your rating and review. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use the song, I Have This Hope by 10th Avenue North. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 166. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.